Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Michelle and... This is Audrey. <laughs> she's been researching, if you can't tell. She's giving salutations in, in whatever language she's been looking up. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. But welcome back, everyone. Welcome to our returning listeners and welcome even to our new listeners. We are continuing with looking at where is the fire-filled generation. We've been looking at this. This is now the third week. And uh, we started uh, two days ago looking at one of the generals of the faith, Maria Woodworth Eder. If you don't know her story, look her up. It is phenomenal. I have her book as well. So you can go on Amazon and you can also purchase her book. I believe even the... the um, does Robert uh, Schombach have a book as well, Audrey? I haven't got it. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He has several books. These are books to keep in your spiritual arsenal because you get to look at the life of these generals of faith who walked the earth and left such a uh, lasting legacy. Uh-huh. It's it's just unbelievable. I mean, we're not going deep dive into Maria's story, but she suffered so much loss, but she still pressed forward. She still pressed, and she put the the assignment that God gave her first in everything. So we're going to continue to look at her story. Today's uh, key scripture is going to be in Colossians three eleven. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll read the passion translation in this and then we're going to continue with um, a portion of the devotional so we're looking up we're going to be reading Colossians chapter 3 verse 11 and in the passion translation it says in this new creation life your nationality makes no difference oh I love that or your ethnicity education or economic status come on passion translation tell it like it is (laughs) they matter nothing that's what it says it says they matter nothing for it is christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us so your nationality it doesn't matter it don't make a difference it don't matter if you're black white Asian. It, it does not matter. It doesn't matter how much education you've had. And we've gone through these things through the devotional, haven't we? We've in, in our fictional stories, we've, we've, we've had those who, who came from a, a, a background with a very little education, those who came from a, a different, a, I'm sorry, a different ethnicity as those that they may be around and those that they're, they're trying to um, reach Christ um, through. And it didn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. I don't care if you have a negative $1 or if you have a plus, plus, plus with, 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 with triple or, or how many digits, zeros behind it. It does not matter. Your economic status does not matter. What matters is that we are all one in Christ. That's our commonality. We're one in Christ. We all carry the Holy Spirit within us. So let me read. Some um, continue reading, I should say, um, the devotional says, and we're still talking about Marie Woodward Eder. It says, 
She studied the word of God and she started preaching God's will concerning healing and evangelism and realized that they were connected to each other. She prayed for the sick and it is noted that many were healed of illnesses. Her tent meetings were also noted for having many that would fall into a trance at the altar in which they would have amazing, they would have amazing supernatural experiences. <clears throat> wow. So two days ago we talked, we began looking at Maria Woodward Eder and looking at the fact that at a young age, age 13, she yielded to the call of God. 13 years old. And we also talked about, excuse me, we talked about that could be any of our youth and how we're to be an example of them. But look at how fervently she went after the things of God. And like I said, she suffered a lot of loss. And she lost a couple of children, didn't she, Audrey? Yes, she did. She buried... And almost all her kids, I think. Uh, almost all her children, yes. And in reading her book, it was like, I was like, my God. But it said she would just bury them and she would just keep going. She Actually, she started burying them because she did not want to start what God told her to do at one yeah. point. Yeah, at one she point, yes. She just wanted to have her family. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, part of it is because she figured she was a woman. And in that time period, you know, we'll discuss that another time. But mm-hmm. she just didn't want to start the journey. Mm-hmm. And each time... She would lose, lose a child and go through the devastation of that loss. And finally, she just answered the call. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I'm not saying that God is a killjoy person, but during that time, too, children, in, um, many kids didn't grow past a certain age, too, because of what was happening in that time period. But she could have given up the fact that she was losing her kids. She could have said, you know, why bother? Why serve a God that for now I'm not seeing the signs and the wonders, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But then she wrote this miraculous book about signs and wonders. I don't know if that's the one you have. Yes, that's the one I have. Yeah. Very thick book, but it's so good. Yeah, it's very, very good. And it's enlightening to show the path that Many times you have to take as a believer, one that is called, mm-hmm. and, you know, what we shouldn't do and what we should do. That's what I love about the general. You learn the truth. Mm-hmm. You learn what you shouldn't do, and you learn the things that you should do. Yes. So it's a balanced story, you know, because sometimes people hear just the end of your story, and they just think, oh, you were this perfect person just going along, doing everything right. It's not like that. And that's what I like about this particular book. It's very candid, you know, and it shows just a woman, an ordinary woman that decided to do, answer the call of God mm-hmm. and to finally do what he wants her to do and made, made such an impact, not just in her time, but even now for us as women and in this day and age. Yeah, because... Yeah? 
I, we, we, I don't think we can even fathom or grasp how hard it was for her then. But like you said, she was a woman and it was not, it was not favorable for a woman to be, to be preaching. Even now. Even now, but even more so then it was, it yeah. was like, it was like taboo. So we can imagine. Yeah, so we can just imagine. Even uh, now, it's not acceptable in some places and some culture. Yes, but for her then, it was like, you should be home um, doing the cooking, taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, even then when it was more openly admonished, can you imagine uh, having to press through that and still have to conduct these tent meetings even in the midst of people um saying "Mm, you're a woman going through all of that and then you know having to deal with your own personal issues in your life but still trying to do this and meeting such opposition everywhere you went because she Mm -hmm. had tent meetings she had to travel and you're going to various places and you're not not knowing what you're going to meet you're you're not knowing if you if anybody's going to show up (laughs) <laughs> not accept her in their town. Exactly. You know, but she still pressed on to the next town. And what I admired about this, her story as I was reading, she didn't have any big PBA system and nope. no one to go and um, do advertising or anything, you know. But yet, pe- they say people would come in the groves. So it seems as if she would have it on the hidden parts of town. To get the word out to the people that would come, you know, and adversity in this time for her was much, but she pressed through the adversity mm-hmm. because she knew from the age of 13 that God had called her and he said that she should go out to the highways and the hedges and gather in the last sheep. It was a mandate that she had gotten. That's right. You know, and she was willing to follow the sacrificial path that she had to walk on. What is God saying to us in this hour? Fire-filled generation. Because it's not going to all look um, peachy and cream. You know? It's not. And it will never look peachy and cream because Jesus didn't get peachy and cream. (laughs) And he's the, the master and the teacher and he's our, he's our example that we spoke about two days ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have to push through the same types of adversities along the path to do the will of the Father and to leave a legacy, a living legacy behind. That's, 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 that's the cream. doesn't matter what we're going through in this moment. If it's for the kingdom of God, we've got to recognize We're making indelible marks in the earth to show the kingdom of God in the earth that others will see and come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's right. She is um, a powerful example. Mm -hmm. And even through having to press through those oppositions that she may have faced, she came to a point where people were you know they were looking for her meetings because as it says there were people who would stand at the altar and they would have these amazing supernatural experiences falling into trances and things of that and there were healings that were taking place 
So mm-hmm. even when you, you spoke about um, it was common at that time for children not to live past a certain age because of, you know, certain diseases that were, were um, going around and things like that. I'm sure people were, were looking for a way to, to prolong the life of their children or even uh-huh. themselves. So to know that there is an evangelist where there are um, healings taking place, I'm going to seek her out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Her story is an she, awesome she, one. She showed, yeah, she showed, she brought the kingdom of God into the earth realm with signs and wonders. Yes, she and did. And that's the book we would recommend if you're listening to get from Amazon. We're doing a plug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is a good read and it's also very encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's an inspirational book where you learn. And that's the thing. I love to learn when it comes from, you know, learn from the generals. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we always see the end of the story, but we don't know the pathway that led to the end. And it's like her story being told years later through her book. Yes. Now, so it's a good read. It is. Signs and wonders. And for Firefield Generation, this is a good story. Yes. I'm going to read it again. That's what I'm going to do. I have a couple days before the end of the year. Yeah, I'm going to. I am too. I would love this. Look, I have so many books in my spiritual arsenal that I go back and read over and over. Hers, mm-hmm. hers is a good one. There's so many that we can recommend to you, but start. Yeah, with, this one. Is start with that one. <laughs> if you. Signs and Wonders by Maria Woodward Etta. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, I will link, I will link, I will, I will try to put a link to, uh, the Amazon where you can get it and also, um, put the spelling of her name as well. So that way it'll be easy for you to find, but just pray us out and we will close out today's podcast. Okay. Father, your word declares that, In this new creation life, this new life that you have given unto us, no, our nationality makes no difference. It doesn't matter where on the globe we are at right now listening to this podcast. Our educational level makes no difference. Economic status, nothing, Lord. All that matters is that Christ is everything in our lives. And we are one in you. So as we come, knowing, oh God, that your word declares that we are one in you. We walk upright in you. We talk because you give us the ability to talk. We study your word and your promises, and they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We study your word so we can tell others the good news that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord and Savior. Lord, you have called some of us at an early age, maybe some middle age, some even older, but it doesn't matter as long as we answer the call, oh God, and we run the race you have set before us, looking to you as the author and the finish of our faith, so that we may be an example in the earth, a living example 
that others will see you in us and be led to glorify you. We stand believing that we are a part of the fire-filled generation. We are the ones you have called for such a time as this. And we yield to the call. We answer the call. And if anyone is listening to this podcast, whenever it is, wherever they are, oh God, and they have not said yes to Jesus, we implore them this day, say yes to Jesus. Answer the call of God. And the rest will be an adventure to remember. Lord, we thank you in advance for those souls. We thank you in advance, oh God, for those that are on the fence thinking, should I, should I not? May they answer the call and say yes to you. And Father, for those of us who have already said yes, may we answer also the call to do the, turn the world upside down for Jesus like the apostles did in the days of old. We're here, O oh God. And as Maria Woodward Etta also shows us that even during our time, Father, she was able to turn the world upside down for Jesus. May we continue in this path. In Yeshua's name we pray and we say amen. Amen. Audience, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I pray that it has blessed you. We'll be back in the next two days to continue looking at where is the fire-filled generation and also get healing through the word. Be blessed, everyone. Shalom.